0: The music.
1: Hello, to the "For We Are Many" podcast. I'm Rob,
0: mm-hmm. and I'm Trisha, and we're and, um, comrades. We are doing
1: our awkward intro. Is uh, this is kind of a kind of a, a little bit of a what is it like a two week update? Uh, yeah. And originally we were supposed to have Will Win, the Star Trek communist, on tonight, but. He had to reschedule. That's fine. We will let you know what the new date will be as soon as we know.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, I guess just to give a quick overcap, there's only a few things that we're going to talk about tonight because, well, if we try to add any more than that, it's going to be another three-hour stream, and I think uh, for all of our sanities, we're going to try to avoid that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But... It's been a big week in court, as Trisha was saying right before we started uh, recording. Um, we got the Mick Michael trial uh, in the killing of Ahmad Arbery, and then we've got the Rittenhouse trial, and there's kind of been a lot going on with both. Uh, yeah. Then we're gonna talk about everybody's favorite talking head, Alex Jones. Anyway. <sighs> um, Brian we're going to be talking about right, right. We're going to be talking about uh My my headline for that, what I wrote down was, "We're taking down the Biden regime." That's an actual Bannon quote, everybody.
0: As he was um, being taken away by the feds. Yeah.
1: Yep. And then I wanted to talk about again about this low key general strike. Uh, We recently talked about how August had the highest rate of people quitting their jobs in history. And if I remember correctly, that broke July's record. uh, And now September set the same record. And once the numbers are crunched from October, I'm sure we're going to see the same thing. But yeah, we'll, we'll dive a little bit more into that, and we're going to talk about a pretty cool online summit that Fred hampton us has been putting on, uh, the General Strike Summit. Mm-hmm. But uh, I guess first things first, we're going to circle back to the McMichaels trial. And the reason that we wanted to talk about the McMichael trial first, instead of the Rittenhouse trial, is because the Rittenhouse trial is everywhere. There is a lot to talk about in that, too, don't get me wrong, but nobody's even talking about the Michael trial.
0: Right. And the few that are are trying to blame the victim and call it the Arbury trial. Arbury is not on trial. If Arbury had gotten a trial for trespassing on property, then, you know, nobody would probably even know about the case. But the reason why we know about the case is because he got a death sentence from local yokels.
1: Yeah. Right. fucking and, uh, soon. Absolutely. And um, was this today? No, this was last week. Um, we haven't talked about the McMichael trial at all yet. So, um, you know, we kind of have a lot to catch up on there. And right. uh, if, if we miss anything, it wasn't on purpose. Uh, this will not be the last time we'll be talking about either of these trials. Um, Anyway, so uh, a Glynn County Police Department detective testified last Tuesday uh, in the McMichael trial, fuck you, CNN, um, that Gregory McMichael told him he never saw Arbery commit a crime.
0: So why did he and his son feel that Arbery deserved to death sentence? it's admitting guilt right then and there just say.
1: um this is a direct quote uh I would assume from the police report I don't know uh, maybe it's from body camera footage I don't know but either way the uh the investigative detective Quoted McMichael is saying, "I don't think the guy has actually stolen anything out of there, or if he did, it was early in the process. But he keeps going back over there and over and over and over again to this damn house." Uh, Which I mean, there was video from the site uh, which were shown in court last week, and which you've probably all seen on the internet back when this happened, or back when the video was made public. Um, he kind of just like walked around, you know, like looked around and kept on walking. I mean, he really didn't. I don't even think that what he did deserved a trespassing charge, let alone an assassination. Me
0: For all we know, he could have been one of these people who loves to take artistic photography of crumbling buildings. We've got lots of friends that go into empty buildings all throughout Flint to take pictures to be able to Yeah. Because it's like, Hey, look at, look at what's happening here. Um, nobody has any business going after somebody for just walking into an abandoned building.
1: Um, he also testified that Greg McMichael discussed Various crimes, including break-ins, burglaries, etc., because, you know, he's a thug, right? He must be. He's black. Um, But he suspected Arbery of all these crimes, but provided no details, no contact information, no anything. Um, He also said McMichael used his son's phone to call 911 and said if Arbery had stopped running, they planned to hold him. But he did not use the words arrest, citizen's arrest, or detain, or say what Arbery would be arrested for. So their entire defense basically fell apart right off the rip. Um, right. And I, I, I do at least have hope for a positive outcome in that case. Um, but anyway... The homeowner who called nine one one about people at site in the months before Aubrey's killing testified that he did not ask them at Michaels to help secure his property. Um, so, I mean, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. They were not acting on the behest of the homeowner, like they, I mean, tried to imply initially. Um, right.
0: And if it's abandoned, what is there to secure? Nothing. Right. But
1: uh, I have a video for you guys that might just irritate the shit out of you. Um, yeah. I'll let the video for speak for itself. I was going to like talk about right. it. But I'm also going to play it. a video after that of uh, the judge's response to this bullshit
0: right this douche canoe about just defense will. attorney
3: Right cross-examining uh, investigator Lowry yesterday oh, okay. The right reverend Al Sharpton managed to find his way into the back of the courtroom uh, I'm guessing he was somehow there at the invitation of the victims family in this case and I have nothing personally against Mr. Sharp. My concern is that it's one thing for the family to be present. It's another thing to ask for the lawyers to be present. But if we're going to start a precedent starting yesterday, we're going to bring high profile members of the African American community into the courtroom to sit with the family during the trial in the presence of the jury, I believe that's intimidating and it's an attempt to pressure. Could be consciously or unconsciously an attempt to, to pressure or influence the jury. Obviously, there's only so many pastors they can have, and if that, their pastor's Al Sharpton right now, that's fine. But then that's it. We don't want any more black pastors coming in here, or other Jesse Jackson, whoever was in was in here earlier this week, sitting with the victim's family, trying to influence a jury in this case. But I think the court can understand my concern uh, about bringing people in who really don't have any ties to this case other than political interests. And-
1: so. I'm, I'm just going to cut it there because you, you got the point. The point is, he said, we don't need any more black pastors
0: coming up in here. What? Right. He's a racist douche. <laughs>
1: and, and, I mean, you, you even see the judge, like, kind of, you know, like, dust himself in his seat, take off his glasses, and look at him like, the fuck did you just say?
0: Right. Like, what uh, the fuck did you think that was wise to say at all?
1: Oh wait. And I mean based on that I thought the judge
0: was going to blow up
1: but surprisingly enough he kept right. his cool but still you know very sternly said we've talked about this more than
0: once and I'm done talking about it. Right. Put the motherfucker in his place for sure. The the appropriate response The judge should have in that moment, not like the response you would expect from the judge in this case. Where that defense attorney would have totally got away with that.
1: Yeah, we'll get to that when we get to the jury selection in the written
0: case. We will indeed.
1: Yeah. Oh, man. (laughs) Anyway, the uh, judge's reaction Here
4: we go. At this point, I'm not exactly sure what you're doing. Uh, I have already ruled on this court's position with regard to the gallery. And um, with all candor, I was not even aware that Reverend Jackson was in the courtroom until you started your motion. Um, I have indicated the court's position court's position hasn't changed Uh, at this point it's almost as if you're just trying to continue this um, uh, for purposes other than just bringing it to the court's attention and I find that objectionable from the court standpoint I have said over and over and over in this trial that I am attempting to ensure that in this courtroom that the defendants receive a fair trial, and I will continue to do that. I have heard the objection. I have ruled previously on my position with regard to the gallery, and that is unchanged.
3: And I'm not questioning the court's ruling, but the court, I I am. done talking about it, Mr. Goff.
5: I've
4: heard the motion. I understand what your position is, and if it's simply just to point out that an individual is in the gallery, it has been done
3: do i understand that i'm not to do that any not to do that again
4: i'm telling you that the court's position has remained the court's position and unless anyone in the gallery is disruptive or here to to cause some demonstration that will distract from the presentation of evidence in this case the court is not going to single out any particular individual or group of individual as not being allowed to be in this courtroom as a member of the public. That is consistent with my prior ruling and will remain the ruling of the court. If there's a disruption, you're more than welcome to call that to my attention. If there's a problem, call that to my attention. But on this particular issue that you brought up previously, which has now been effectively renewed, I think I've been very clear we do not need to discuss it any further.
3: And I've been very clear my desire to make a record and uh, that Thank you, Your
4: honor Just stay ready
0: for sure. Like, yep, you made it a record that you're a racist. We got it.
1: <laughs> right, <Fuck>. right.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, dude.
1: I hate what that dude. Like, I, I mean, he's like all rubbing his hands right. together, like,
0: Stevie. that's a skeevy motherfucker. Right. Uh, like, for real though, what's with the, you know? <laughs> like, Am I what to do you understand that I'm not going to
1: do that again, your honor? <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Like, quit You're twisting your hands, you manipulative piece of shit. Sit the fuck down with your stupid, racist fucking bullshit that doesn't belong in any court of law. Like, sit the fuck down. Motherfucker. It I'm glad he's just he wild, right? Right. Like, you could see and, even... And I mean, like, I also like how, He like, wanted to say when you started your bullshit. But he paused When yeah, you started yeah. your motion. <laughs>
1: like- <laughs> and, 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 like, also, the further into it he got, it was like every <laughs> sentence was quieter than the last.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. No, like, make sure you're listening. It. We're done we're done (laughs) (laughs) fuck man that's the judge that needs to be presiding over rittenhouse's case and i know we'll get to that i'm just saying for fuck's sake
1: i think we're about there um there's still quite a bit of testimony, testimony to hear in the mcmichael trial from what i understand there is one piece of evidence today that I do want to share to your screen. Okay. Um, is it the shirt? It is, yes. I typed in a Ahma- Ahmaud Arbery's shirt and that was a terrible idea. I mean, there's some that are like justice for Ahmaud Arbery, but...
6: Oh, okay. Most
1: most of them are actually pretty uh, positive, but I saw one that wasn't, and I assume they were all that way.
0: Well, you know, the pundits, like Fox News, got to put their two cents on it, too. I know, right?
1: Okay Google quit trying to sell me shirts. I'm <laughs> that's not what I'm going for here.
0: That's what they're going for though. They want your money. Yeah, no shit, right?
1: Well, it was showed showed. It was shown. For the first time today, I believe. Why can I not find
0: it? Was there earlier?
1: Actually, I can probably find it.
0: that was showing very clearly that this was close range shot. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. He never had a chance. The shirt had a hole in it that was about five inches across.
1: Yeah. Man, our group chat's been pretty active today, huh? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Dreaming.
1: Okay, it was Sean King that shared it, but um, give me a second. I, I brought up a really? I try to zoom in and it makes like the buttons bigger, but it doesn't make the picture <laughs> bigger. That's so dumb. Hold on. I'm just going to go to Sean King's Facebook and pull it up.
0: Um yeah, besides getting shot, uh there's some footage here that was released a few days ago uh by the prosecutors showing that Mr. Brian tried to hit him four times with his car. So a 2nd I'm gonna that up too because it's like they were trying extra hard to kill this man.
1: Um you, you see that though?
0: Uh just a second. Back to yes. Yep, that's the photo I saw earlier.
1: Yeah. It's absolutely
0: mind blowing. Um, Man, I was hoping this link would actually have the footage that they presented in evidence, but all it is is a description. um... there's a problem here too that this is a nearly all white jury
1: yeah yeah actually I totally forgot to bring that up but um I don't remember what the breakdown was, but it is very clearly
0: primarily white. Says here, they didn't simply follow Mr. Arbery. All three, quote, trapped him like a rat with their two pickup trucks, said Ms. Dunikowski, um, using the elder McMichael's own words. That's how he had described what they did to him. Uh... She she is the lead prosecutor in the case. Um, The first witness called by prosecutors to testify was Lynn County Police Officer William Duggan, who described the bloody scene before his body cam footage was shown to jurors. That music is a little extra fucking loud, by the way. Super loud. Thank you. Um, Officer Duggan said of Travis McMichael, quote, I could see he was covered in blood. There was blood all over. And I remember at some point asking if he was okay. He said the defendant responded, no, I'm not okay. I just fucking killed somebody. Wow. Yeah. That's some narcissism right there. Yeah. Okay. Well, this doesn't have the footage I was looking for, but, um... If we are able to get our hands on that. Oh, and the breakdown of the jury is one black juror and 11 white jurors.
1: I couldn't remember if it was one or two, but yeah, it's, it's terrible.
0: Yeah. That's sure. Making sure that the defendants have a jury of only their peers almost but what about jury of the peers of the victim okay that's all i have for right now on that i will let you know if i'm able to find any more of that footage from court uh there doesn't seem to be as much Actual coverage of the court footage available for this case as there is for like the Rittenhouse case, and I don't know why.
1: I don't either. Um, that being said, we didn't, I don't think, at least I didn't uh, expect it to be so difficult to find information about the Mint Michael trial. It should be every bit as everywhere as the Rittenhouse trial is.
0: Right. I'm fucking sure.
1: Um, speaking of the Rittenhouse trial, I guess since we don't really have anything else about the McMichael trial, which by the way, um, we recorded this yesterday, if something happened today that we didn't talk about in the McMichael trial, blow it up in the comments, tag us, we'll, you know, we, we want to discuss it, um, especially considering that we, uh, there hasn't been much media coverage about it at all. Right. Um, um, but yeah, under the Rittenhouse trial, um, it became pretty clear pretty early on that the judge was biased as fuck. Right? Um in Rittenhouse I'm gonna give big... you Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Uh, uh-huh. in the Rittenhouse case that the judge was biased as fuck. And I, I have a video from jury selection. Um, I'll just let the video speak for itself. Right on. Look at that face. Mm -hmm.
3: Kyle Rittenhouse is set to go on trial next week for murder. The teenager killed two people in Kenosha, Wisconsin during protests last year in the aftermath of the jacob blake police shooting now what has a lot of people paying attention this morning is is a pretty controversial decision by the judge in a pre-trial hearing as there were some ground rules set that the prosecution is not happy with
2: word victim is a loaded loaded word and i think alleged victim is a cousin to it let the evidence show what the evidence shows and if the evidence shows that any or more than one of these people were engaging in arson, rioting, or looting, then I'm not going to tell the defense they can't call them that.
1: I'll cut it off before the CNN talking heads.
0: Right. Um, But How fucked is that of, like, The prosecution is not allowed to call them victims, but the defense is allowed to call them rioters because that poor trash can that was burning. That's where our empathy belongs is with the trash can on fire. Fuck you, judge.
1: You mean fuck you, your honor.
0: Yeah. Something like that.
1: (laughs) Oh God. Um, So the prosecution, I will say that they kind of like changed gears today and they were more on their game today. But I've been wondering this whole trial, why the prosecution's got such a piss poor approach for such a high profile, what should have been an open and shut case. They've botched every aspect of it. I mean, having a biased judge obviously impacts that, but like, are they straight up working for the defense
0: It sure as fuck sounds like it. Just saying. They're not really doing a whole lot to push actual prosecution of this.
1: Right. And, uh, I mean, to call it a sham trial is, I, I think, still underselling it. Um... If Kyle Rittenhouse walks, there's gonna be a hundred of them.
0: I'm wondering what they want, and by the I mean, you know, literally uh, here they trademark global conspiracy company um, of, <laughs> literally like the fuckers who's steered this type of shit, who use their money to fund and back white supremacist movements, including fucking judges who are also white supremacists and do not fucking hide it when they're up there in their so-called fucking job representing white supremacists that are before them for trial. Like how I've never seen a judge fight so hard for the defendant.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's been memes going around about how fucking uh written house was adopted by the judge you know right declares a mistrial because he's my son
0: right there's there's one of the judge's face superimposed over like a mother hugging her child that has written house's fake tears face on it you know the crocodile tears the face that was drier than ben shapiro's wife
1: I mean, that being said, there has been some pretty good memes.
0: There has, but that's because it's a laugh or cry situation and people are like, okay, we're at least going to try to find a laugh here. Because look at this motherfucker trying so hard to make it look like he's crying and not being able to squeeze a single tear out because the only person he's emoting for is himself. This is textbook narcissistic sociopath behavior. Yeah, that one. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Poor baby. It's like the difference between the look on his face when he's at that bar right after being released and bragging to his friends about how he just got done killing some protesters versus that look he's making in the courtroom trying to do fucking. That,
1: do you mean that look?
0: That look, yeah. That very awkwardly poised <laughs> look on the screen at the moment. Um, that one. <laughs> trying to fucking go full blown crybaby about it and failing because he's not an actor <laughs> I, I guess he shouldn't have put himself on the fucking stand because he really sucks at acting and trying to pretend like he's a victim here he's not
1: uh... You know, this is like the last device that I still have Chrome on, and it's pissing me off. I forgot how slow it was.
0: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That's funny. And, yeah,
1: he's not that a mathemetic.
0: Yeah, I shared that one earlier, too. I, I can even hear it in the character's voice. I can't remember his name right now. Um, yeah. Shit. He's like, I'm a medic. <laughs> you ain't shit. I'm honestly surprised I haven't seen one of him dressed as Cartman, like, respect my authority.
1: No, but I have seen Cartman licking his tears.
0: Yes. Those tasty crocodile tears. They're not existent, though.
1: Yeah. Um, So, (laughs) there's been a couple editorial pieces about the bias in the Rittenhouse trial, but there hasn't been much from mainstream media other than editorials or opinion pieces about the bias right. of the judge in the House trial and uh that's infuriating
0: yeah since like why is there not more focus on this this should be cause for this case to be heard in front of a different fucking judge what the fuck like
1: We haven't talked about this trial yet, either. Um, Hold on. Okay, so I've got... I believe that I have this pulled up chronologically.
7: Trial in this matter. He knows he go into this. He's asking the questions. I ask the court to strongly admonish him. And the next time it happens, I'll be asking for a mistrial with prejudice. He's an experienced attorney, and he knows better.
2: Mr. Finger,
8: first of all, Your Honor, this was the subject of a motion. Well aware of that, and the court left the door open. It's- for
2: me, not for you.
8: My understanding of you your, should
2: have come and asked for uh, for reconsideration. You did on the one motion. And in fact, I granted your motion for reconsideration. That was not a motion. I, I, I uh, not, that was
1: the defense's should, motion. That's I, how flustered I, he is. I right did I granted.
2: We did not move
8: That for was reconsider. their motion. I, 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 we have not filed any me. motions to reconsider forgive in this me. case.
2: That was their motion for reconsideration, which I did not. But uh, I said, oh,
0: come on. Pause it for a second. Or I indicated a bias. Because he literally just fucking basically told on himself because he thought he was making a point about ruling in favor of the prosecution. He just told on himself for the fact that he will allow that loophole to be exploited by the defense, but not by the prosecution. He will make... The same type of evidence for defense that he is denying to the prosecution. Yep. that's all just pointing out the shit. I had to don my captain obvious cape for a moment.
1: That's fine.
0: Way towards to fucking denial it.
2: is what I did <laughs> held it open with a bias towards denial. Why would you think that that made it okay for you without any advance notice to bring this matter before the jury? You are already, you were, I, I was a, astonished when you began your examination by commenting on the defendant's post-arrest silence. That's basic law. It's been basic law in this country for 40 years, 50 years. I have no idea why you would do something like that. And it gives, um, uh, well, I'll, I'll leave it at that. I so I don't know what you're up to. May I respond? Yes.
8: We filed another act's motion on this exact issue because in my mind, and I argue this, it is identical to what was going on on the night of August 25th in the sense that the defendant was using this exact same weapon. He was using it in a manner to try and protect property.
2: No, he wasn't.
8: There's, Your Honor, I, with all due respect.
2: I'm not going to rehash the motion. That's absolutely untrue. It and is there's, the, no, no, no. Your arguments of record... My comments are of record, and why I ruled as I did is of record. There's nothing that I heard in this trial to suggest anything's changed. Even if you're correct in your assumption that you know more than uh, I did at the time, uh, you should have come to the court and say, I want to go into this.
1: So you notice how, like, later on the judge kind of tried to, like, well, you should have, you should have, you should have... (laughs) <laughs> but, like, you could see how flustered he was in the beginning. And like you pointed out, he told that to himself. Right. And that wasn't the only time that the prosecutor and the judge got into it. Um, and, and, I mean, the judge has just been itching to fucking call a mistrial since the start of this thing.
0: Right. In my kind of makes me wonder if that's part of why he's reacting the way that he is to the prosecutor and hell, even with the shit, the prosecutor's doing too. Like is the prosecutor sure he's not working for the defense to be fair. Yeah. Because if he was planning ahead and really wanted to be able to present that evidence, knowing that this is reactionary ass judge, and that that's how he was going to react, then why do it in that that manner? Setting oneself for failure? Intentionally? Maybe? I don't know. Right. All of this is fucked. This needs a new judge, a new prosecutor. Like, this is not okay. None of this is okay. Agreed.
8: Everything else on this exhibit, which we just received, is beyond the scope of the court's order. We've not been provided notice of it. It wasn't in his original preliminary report. It is being sprung on us
1: in the middle of trial. It, the court. Oh, what this was, by the way, I guess context is important. Was when the defense claimed that the AI that that the pinch-to-zoom operation on Apple phones uh, may have tampered with the footage. And then the judge said that it was on the prosecution to prove that false. So this was the prosecution responding to that bullshit for context.
8: Has ordered on this, we had a hearing on this. The court gave the defense opportunity to put us on notice of these things. We talked about these limitations. There was an agreement among the parties as to these limitations, which led to your order, Your Honor.
2: Um, Yeah, I'm a little bit challenged when you say, uh, is there something that I'm saying that draws the face that you're making?
8: I... Go ahead, say what you want to say. I have to say, Your Honor, yesterday I was... uh, the target of your ire
1: for... So I just realized that this isn't that time. So there was another time after this that they got into it. I digress.
8: Okay. disregarding your orders. Today, the defense is disregarding your order.
2: I'm not criticizing you for bringing up this issue. I think it's legitimate. But it's not, it's not something that sways my judgment in the case. And uh, unless you can tell me that you have reason to believe that the doctor is going to testify differently about some of these other time periods within that less than five-minute period, then I, I'm going to allow the uh, the uh, testimony to be given.
8: If I may respond Honor. Please. Uh, yesterday, uh, as I said, I, I was under the court's ire. You no, know, I don't want
2: to talk about... Well, Why don't we I, I just think it's a
8: fundamental fairness issue, Your Honor. All right, say what if, you if, want to say. If I'm being held to uh, obey the court's orders, uh, I'm asking that the defense be held to that too. Uh, this is something we litigated at a Daubert hearing. We spent time on this. Uh, so you know, I
2: am going to interrupt you, and I'm, then I'm going to let you talk again. Okay. But I was talking yesterday about the Constitution of the United States and how the Supreme Court has interpreted it for 50 years. That's not what we're talking about here today.
8: So this is a notice issue to the state. We have not been provided proper notice of this and clearly if the shoe were on the other foot and we tried something like this, there would be quite a a kerfuffle about that.
2: I'm going to try to let you do it in a prudent way and if there's an objection, I'll deal with it. Okay, can I list the ones that I I want to raise for similar No, because you can object when it happens. Because maybe maybe see if I rule on everything now, then um, then uh, I may be talking about things that may never become an issue, and we. I'd rather the jury's in the in the library now, and I'd rather get them out of here. Okay.
1: So um, actually, the next thing I was going to talk about was uh, the written house questioning, but I will pause that for a minute. Um, as you can see, though, uh, the prosecution merely tried to point out that, you know, literally the David was yelling at him about doing that same exact thing, and he literally allowed the defense to do it. Um, right. And then there was also a time where they got into it Um. um About the pinch to zoom thing. And then, you know, like, uh, I still can't believe the judge said that that was on the prosecution to prove. It was the defense's claim and it's not backed by anything.
0: I'm wondering what they were trying to get at with. That. Do they think that using pinch to zoom on an iPhone is going to magically put on a Kyle Rittenhouse face filter on anybody in front of the camera?
1: <laughs> well, no. But what, what the defense works. said, what the defense said, was that they didn't know how the algorithm that Apple's pinch to zoom feature works because it does fill in the gaps, right? They're right about that, but it uses an algorithm to scale the image that's all it is it's not right. fundamentally changing anything it's not filling in gaps
0: not well in it the is filling in gaps but not, not in that, that manner right right it's not just but yeah i mean
1: and, and it's just crazy clear. i've never heard of anything like that um being allowed by a courtroom let alone with the burden of proof being put on the prosecution
0: okay like prove that this asinine theory isn't true and it's like wait a minute they can't even be a theory without any evidence for it why aren't they having to prove that it does alter that and what are they trying to prove with that because like i said it's not like you can't clearly tell that that is kyle fucking rittenhouse on the footage. You can see his fucking face. Very clearly, there was enough lighting. There's no denying that's him.
1: Well, I mean, not to mention the clothes and the hat and the gun. I mean, he kind of stuck out like a sore thumb, dressed like a little chud out there. Yep. But, um... I guess we're almost to everybody's favorite part, the crocodile tears. Almost. We're
7: almost there. He can't go into this, and he's asking the questions. I ask the court to strongly admonish him, and the next time it happens, I'll be asking for a missile with prejudice. He, he he's an experienced attorney, and he knows better. Hold on,
1: hold on, hold
7: on. Mr. This Finger... ...was going on
8: on the night of August 25th in the sense that the defendant was using this exact same weapon he was using it in a manner with the prior august 10th incident 15- i just
1: realized i clicked the wrong video that's what happened hold on take two
5: As I'm walking down Sheridan Road, um, really, I I hear somebody scream, "Burn in hell!" And I reply with friendly, 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 to let them know, "Hey, I'm just here to help. I'm just. I don't want any problems. I just want to put out the fires if there are any." Um, I continue walking, and then I notice the Duramax. I notice a flame in the back. Time out! Time out! Time out! You need a gun to put out fires. Am I missing something? Right. Here?
0: Where was did his
1: firing shirt?
0: He didn't his, have a fire. Well, uh, supposedly, he, no,
1: no, no. He did. He did. Did he? Put he? Out because a fire I don't recall seeing one on yeah.
0: him. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um,
1: before the first shooting, he. People were yelling at him. What he's talking about is he had just put out a dumpster fire and people were yelling okay. at him. And he got big scared.
0: Uh, nobody's going to yell at you for... Nobody's going to actually... I, I was one
1: unaware one. of the fire extinguishing myself until um, there was video of him putting out the fire in court. And okay. of course the defense also, you know, that. like... The, the defense also used, like, images of him cleaning up graffiti and and rendering medical aid to protesters to be like, see, he's a good kid. Exactly.
0: Right, gonna falsely try to paint this motherfucker as some kind of benefit to the community? Like, see, he's... That's he's gonna I mean, shoot that picture well, of fucking Charles Manson playing guitar in church. The killer part is, is... Why didn't he use his medic skills to help the people he just shot?
1: You know, to be fair, I don't think the prosecution yeah.
0: even asked that. They should have.
1: That
5: they should
0: have. I mean, why are you out there sports see- shooting? Make victims for yourself. Right. Just
5: saying. You the Durham max and I stepped I step towards the Duramax, and um, as I'm stepping forward, I believe his name is now Joshua Zaminsky. He steps towards me with a pistol in his hand, and as um, as I'm walking as I as I'm walking towards to put out the fire, I drop the fire extinguisher and I, I take a step back.
7: Okay, When you step back from Mr. Zaminsky, what's your plan?
5: My plan is to get out of that situation and go back north down Sheridan Road to where um, the car source lot number two was.
7: And did you get back? Were you able to go in a northerly direction? I,
5: I wasn't. Describe what happens. I Once I take that step back, I look over my shoulder and Mr. Rosenbaum Mr. Rosenbaum was now running from my right side. Um, And I was cornered from in front of me with Mr. Zeminski. And there were...
1: Check out those (laughs) tears. There were three people right there. Does it not sound like a kid who's, like, upset that his mom told him to go to bed?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or like you got caught getting into the cookie jar, or something. Like you took a person's life. Stop trying to pretend like you're a victim. You're not. You're not traumatized from somebody running and throwing a bag and a plastic grocery bag with an empty Gatorade bottle in it in your direction, that landed about twenty foot shy of you, anyway.
1: That right, right. Which, when we get to closing arguments, that's something that somebody on the prosecution team actually mentioned. It wasn't Binger um, at that point. Uh, but when I when I hopped back in and caught the tail end of it, um, basically this dude was giving the definition of reasonable doubt. And he was giving the definition of imminent threat. And his last line, which, I mean, is really the mic drop of the case, was that the only imminent threat there that day was Kyle Rittenhouse. And then yep. he walked away from the stand. But yeah, um, I don't. I don't think we need to see any more of that. We get the. We get the point. Um, I wonder at this point if they have like a recap of the closing arguments. A twelve minute recap by NBC that that could be alright. I can skip around twelve minutes. That's a lot easier than nine hours.
0: Um also like, before you hit play on that, um there was something else that was actually in Kyle's testimony that maybe we should go back to that for and see if that's in there because there was um something I believe it was Vicky had brought up that he had said in his testimony. Um it probably wasn't the It was only like
1: thirteen seconds left in it.
0: Okay. He was trying to divert away from himself with when the prosecutor was asking him, Do you think the people you shot feared for their life? When you pointed your gun at them, and the only thing he would say is, well, I feared for my life. And he's like, I get that, but I'm not asking that. Don't you think the people you shot, do you think they were fearing for their life? Well, yeah, yeah. And
1: and I, I thank you for giving context, because one of the back and forth with the judges, the first one, the back and forth with the judge and the prosecutor, that's what that was about. Okay. And I, I mean and- like that's that's what's mind blowing about it. Like he didn't you know like stand on his fifth amendment right or anything like that. He just kept like not answering the question.
0: Right. And it's like you can't just dodge a question in court that you were directly being asked it's a yes or no question. It's not uh did you feel this way? No, we're asking, right. do you think that your victims felt this way? The people that you killed, it's one thing, too. If I was that prosecutor, seeing how the judge is trying to be like, oh, you can't call them victims, I would make it a very lengthy process. And every time I'd be referring to any of the people that, that Rittenhouse killed, putting it just like that, of like, okay, so the people who you killed that night. Right. Right. Like, let's not forget what this is about. That's why, like, right now this has lost all focus about, well, we're going to try to present Rittenhouse as a good old boy and we can't ruin his future. Oh, fuck that. What future do the people have that he fucking killed that night?
1: Exactly.
0: I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I, I think that is
8: what
1: the law
2: requires. I'm, I, I guess I'll argue with you, and then I'll hear the rest of what you have to say. You know, attention span. As you know, you're you speak to juries all the time. If I am reading the self instruction, self defense instructions five times, uh, I would expect to lose the audience rather rapidly.
6: There have been many discussions about this count I'm not going to rehash everything the state disagrees with the interpretation uh, the court the court has established Uh, we do not believe this jury instruction is appropriate we do not believe that the exception or for defense or whatever you want to call it was properly raised if the barrel length is less than 16 inches
2: or an overall length less than 26 inches then I'll deny the motion. If it does not meet those specifications, then the uh, defense motion will be granted.
6: It is not a short-barreled shotgun, or a short-barreled rifle, yes. Either by barrel or by overall length? Correct.
2: All right, and then count uh, six is dismissed. The information contains six counts of charged unlawful behavior against the defendant and to each of these he has entered a plea of not guilty which is a demand that the state prove every element of each crime beyond a reasonable doubt count six is no longer part of your consideration that was the firearm charge the state must prove by evidence which satisfies you beyond a reasonable doubt that the defendant did not act lawfully in self-defense The law of self-defense allows the defendant to threaten or intentionally use force against another only if he believed that there was an actual or imminent unlawful interference with his own person and he believed that the amount of force which he used or threatened to use was necessary to prevent or terminate the interference and his beliefs were reasonable. If you decide unanimously the defendant uh, did not commit the, the greater crime and was acting lawfully in self-defense. I've got myself into a mid-sentence and I don't like it. but the jurors are never told to actually discuss self-defense except in the context of charged offenses. And what I was about to say to the jury and decided i better talk to you people beforehand. Was or was he not acting lawfully in self-defense? Well, well, let's say if they decide the elements are there, but he was, was uh, not acting lawfully in self-defense, they're done. Then they find him guilty of the charged crime.
8: I think what the court was originally proposing is telling the jury that if you're unanimous on the charge count one way or the other, then you go no further. I like that. That's not that's not the law. If you're
2: unanimous on so, for example, no. If you're unanimous on the legal question, intentional. Well, you're right because it could be an elements issue. If it's perfect self-defense, it's perfect self-defense
8: for everything. But they're not told to consider perfect self-defense on first-degree intentional homicide. Oh. They're specifically told. It's fine. Well, yeah, they're, you're right. He's right. He's right. They're not told to consider that until second degree intentional homicide. The instructions, Your Honor, are the pattern instructions. I understand your point that they, if we had to redraft them today from scratch, maybe we could do better, but I'm sure we could, but we need to follow them, and I don't think deviation is appropriate.
7: And Tell them what? Just what we said, if you find perfect self-defense, you don't go on to the next count, it's over. I
8: understand what the term perfect self-defense means, but we haven't told the jury what that means. We're, we're, we're deviating from the standard instructions here.
1: NBC News correspondent Shaq Brewster joins me now from Kenosha, Wisconsin. Uh, Shaq, uh, let's take people back to the beginning of the day. The judge starting off dismissing count six. That was a
3: misdemeanor gun charge against Kyle Rittenhouse. Could you tell us about that?
1: yeah it was a bit of a surprise and the judge announced it in almost an understated way it was count five that Kyle Rittenhouse was facing it was as and kind of is arguing in their case so all that is going to be yeah so the rest is his commentary but uh, yeah I mean uh, today is the least biased I've seen that judge to be frank Um, But he backed himself into a corner and I think that's the only reason he sided with the prosecution. Oh, I like that. That's not the law. Uh...
0: Right. (laughs) Right. You have to follow the letter of the law, judge. Fuck. Doesn't matter what he'd like. Hung jury still happened too. so this talk of unanimous is pipe dream that often takes a lot of debating to even reach i i would not be surprised if the jury is out for days
1: Yeah, that's what I was saying. I mean, I know that we're recording this Monday night, but I seriously doubt that um, there's going to be any sort of results tomorrow.
0: There's too much of a clusterfuck going on here. And things that they need to take in context of how, how the judge even reacted to the shit. Like... This
1: is a shit show. To say the least. Yeah.
0: Finding anything else good in those court clips?
1: Uh, Yeah, I have one more. Um, The mic drop moment. Basically, I'm just trying to figure out where it starts. Gotcha. Okay, so... I'm having a hell of a time getting it to drop in where I want it, but I'm going to go ahead and do this now. And then this is the last thing I have about the
6: Rittenhouse trial. Again, that really wasn't an issue at all until the defendant lied about it. I kind of came in at
1: a weird spot. I apologize
6: for that. Now, exhibit eighty-four. This is a, another video that Mr. Armstrong did in his twenty hours of work, and this shows the or the chase. That's what you see him. Or, uh, <laughs> Mom does his.
1: I thought
6: turning the quality down would help, but... See the defendant slowing down, seemingly preparing to shoot. And look where that first shot is. Go back one more play one more time. This is the zoomed-in image that will eventually be shown. Look how far he's not reaching. He's being shot in the hip and falling. And he goes immediately to the ground. And the defendant sees fit to keep shooting at him, although he poses absolutely no threat. Again, for for all of the Gun, not for Mr. Rittenhouse himself.
1: This is live. This a letter from, from the from
6: the If he made six of them, all told, they're all in evidence. Here's a close-up of the final shooting. The puff of smoke is already out. He's already upright. He crumples immediately to the ground. But the defendant keeps shooting him. So did Mr. Rosenbaum turn and get shot in the back that way? No, he was even less of a threat. He was falling face first on the ground with his hips shattered. So, yes, he was shot in the back, and he was killed by a shot in the back, and it was the third or fourth shot.
1: Why does this keep stuttering like that? It's really annoying. Let me give it give it a second to Buffer, but this dude, I mean, I, I don't even know his name. I know that Binger is, like, the lead prosecutor on the case, but... Uh, this dude seems to be putting up better arguments than Banger is.
0: Right. I'm just saying. Like, look at the evidence. It's not self-defense when you fill somebody with bullets, when they go down from the first one. That per- Exactly.
1: Who- and the defense literally tried to paint it as he was reaching for the gun. He just got shot in the hip and was crumpling to the ground. He was reaching for the gun. Shut the fuck up.
0: Right. Like, what was the distance between the two of them at that fucking point in time?
1: Approximately four feet from the barrel of the gun is what he just said.
0: You can't grab the barrel if you're falling four fucking feet away from it. Exactly. He was trying to catch himself hitting the fucking ground.
6: Yep. Yep. um, Attorney Richards indicated that Nick Smith called the defendant, Nick Smith did not testify to that, he was never asked. We don't know who or what, who called the defendant to go to that scene. And despite the fact that there's this madman out there who's such a threat and who's going to kill the defendant, he just saunters down there all by himself, no problem. He's not scared. This threat, if it even existed, was not taken seriously. He's a babbling idiot, as Mr. Likowski said. Mr. Rittenhouse testified he didn't hear the...
1: Why? Why? I'm going to try to refresh that page. Okay. That's so damn annoying,
0: though. I want to know why the prosecution didn't ask Rittenhouse while he was on the stand. Who the fuck called you to come down to this location
1: well I believe they I believe they did and that's the thing is that nobody did um, and the person that he claimed called him testified that you not
0: call him that was the owner of the property in question correct yeah
6: yeah himself no problem He's not scared. This threat, if it even existed, was not taken seriously. He's a babbling idiot, as Mr. Lakowski said. It's still cutting out Mr. Ruttenhouse testified he didn't hear the anything before he shot. He didn't hear this, fuck you. He didn't factor in the gunshot. Let me see if uh,
1: taking the quality down more does it. But this is kind of ridiculous. Usually I don't have Internet issues like this.
6: There is no evidence that Mr. Huber did anything on boards that evening. Uh, They talked about.
1: I'm going to try it one more time. This time I'm going to redo the screen share because maybe that's the issue. Son of a bitch.
6: That was ever submitted in this where it comes from. No evidence that he told Gage Grossquitz I had to shoot in self-defense. And attorney Richards talks about how, well, Mr. Detective Howard testified in a certain way and how he didn't talk about the drone footage or anything. He knows we got the drone footage surprisingly after Detective Howard testified. Guns do not have handed. There's not a left handed gun. So, Yes, the demonstration that Mr. Binger did is how it happened. The defendant was facing that way. He picked it up, and the videos show it. Detective Antaramian reviewed it and saw it and, show, and testified to it, and it wasn't an issue until the defendant lied. Videos don't lie, but we know Kyle Rittenhouse does. He lied all that night. Bam. A lot has been made about how Gage Grosskreutz had an attorney. How hypocritical from a lawyer to hear someone criticize someone else hiring counsel. Mr. Rittenhouse isn't here alone. He has lawyers. And I apologize that the District Attorney's Office followed our interpretation of Marcy's Law, which is a fairly recent, especially at that time, constitutional amendment. Gage Grossgritz is not on trial. He followed the advice of counsel not to turn over his phone. Just as anyone who hires counsel can do, they can follow the advice of their counsel. We got his whole video from that night. The defense has seen it, we have it. What else do we need? Text messages from three weeks before? They just want to try to dig up dirt because they think it's there because the defense wants you to believe that these people got what was coming to them that they were bad people doing bad things, and we should be proud and boastful of Mr. Rittenhouse for killing them. Gage Grosskreutz testified what he heard, that he heard I didn't shoot anyone, and Gage Grosskreutz acted on that. He then followed, and went. he left Mr. Rittenhouse, thinking that he was not involved in the shooting, and started going to the shooting of Mr. Rosenbaum, before being told by others that saw it, that he was the shooter, and then he returned. So Gage Grosskreutz relied on this statement of Mr. Rittenhouse. We're talking talking about a rush to judgment.
1: much is left of this quite a bit okay so what i'm looking for is probably up around
6: here but you, you, you
1: get the point he just goes up there and he checks his little list as he goes the whole way just like nope fuck you that's a lie fuck you that's a lie fuck you that's a lie like down his whole list and the ending I thought was the best part and that's ultimately what I wanted to show you guys.
6: He's had that shirt on his head for some time. Whether it's COVID, this is all pre vax as we know. Whether it's tears, whether it's fire, whatever it is, he's using it to protect his face, not as some evil plan to get Kyle Rittenhouse.
1: Talking about how Rosenbaum had his face
6: covered. They're setting this fire and they begin walking down Sheridan. There's no evidence that they knew he was coming. There's no evidence that they had any plan to get him. I'd submit to you that the Zminskys and Mr. Rosenbaum were doing what they were doing all night. They were going to go bash that Duramax or start or stoke a fire. Kyle sees this and then he runs onto the scene. That's clear in the FBI video. He runs onto the scene. He puts down the fire extinguisher. He raises up his gun. Mr. Rosenbaum yells, gun, gun, gun. Why else would he yell that? It's very possible that while he was yelling, friendly, 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 he's doing so while holding a loaded AR-15 at the Zaminsky's. Right. Mr. Rosenbaum was going to chase him out of there to end the danger. And Mr. Richards boasts that, you know, something like, you won't do shit, motherfucker, Well, Mr. Rosenbaum was wrong. Oh, that's that, that's an attaboy right there. Way to kill someone unarmed, you won't engage them. He raises the gun, he provokes the attack. He has to retreat. He has to exhaust all remedies before he can use, before he regains the right to even use self-defense, not even to use deadly force. That's a whole other separate question. He does regain the use to self-defense if he exhausts all options, he does not. He could have ran a different way, he could have fought. He had all sorts of different ways to exhaust his options. He did not do it. As I said in the beginning of my closing, I don't think you even need provocation. an unarmed man chasing you and you shoot him four times as he's falling, and you kill him as he's falling in front of you because you don't want to physically defend yourself, that's first to be reckless homicide right there. And Mr. Richards kind of plays games with the name reckless. Reckless means not intentional in this circumstance. And you can read the jury instructions. You can come to your own conclusions. And fire an AR-15 in any circumstance like this shows utter disregard for human life. There's no other explanation for it. If you're shooting an AR-15, a close range of people, you have no disregard for human life. That's not really in any dispute. I want to leave you with this. The meaning of reasonable doubt. I'm gonna read portions of this instruction. Obviously, you'll have the whole instruction. The term reasonable doubt means a doubt based upon reason and common sense. It is a doubt for which a reason can be given. A reasonable doubt is not a doubt which is based on guesswork speculation. That's what the defense is asking you to to guess what Mr. Rosenbaum was doing, to speculate Mr. Rosenbaum bomb was doing to speculate and guess what Mr. Huber and unidentified man were doing no because he killed two of them all we can look at is the evidence and see him standing pretty much straight up or exactly straight up when he was shot in the hip and immobilized a doubt which arises merely from sympathy or from fear to return a verdict of guilt is not a reasonable doubt the defense's whole case has been trying to stoke sympathy for Mr. Rittenhouse and showing how everyone else was just a terrible person. Every life counts, every life matters. If people did bad things that night, they could have been prosecuted. It's not up for Mr. House to be the j- jury and eventually the executioner.
1: I hate that this is so choppy like that. Um, right but I just want to reiterate what he just said that regardless that does not, you know, they could, if there was bad people doing bad things that night, they could have been prosecuted. That does not give Mr. Rittenhouse the right to be the judge, jury, and executioner.
6: Yep. A reasonable doubt is not a doubt such as may be used to escape the responsibility of a decision. There's a lot going on in this case. We all know that. We all knew that from the day we walked in on November 1st. But this verdict should be about what the facts are and what Mr. Rittenhouse did. That's what the 12 of you who go to deliberate.
1: Why does it keep doing this? Oh my God, I've got the quality set all the way down. I don't have any extra open shit open will go into
6: the fact finders you decide what is beyond a reasonable doubt. you decide what he is guilty or not guilty of from this menu of options that you now have an imminent threat
1: this is the best part i don't want it to be all choppy like this i'm really getting right. pissed off at it right
0: now Just let it load, it's okay. Well, I
1: mean, that's the thing. I mean, like, it only loads like this much.
6: The only imminent threat that night was Mr. Rittenhouse. He was not acting in legal, justified self-defense. He's guilty, thank you
1: that's fucked up as soon as i ended that screen share the last little bit of the video played perfectly fine Ooh. oh that made me the mad. fuck. anyway the point is but the yeah. only imminent threat was kyle rittenhouse yep. and i'm yep. glad that at least one of the prosecution team got his head out of his ass
0: and actually, put. I mean, a both
1: prosecutors. Weapon. Yeah, I mean, both prosecuting attorneys uh, did a, a pretty decent job in the closing arguments, but um, I feel like that guy should have been the head guy. Um, yeah. So we do have a, a few things left, and we're kind of running short on time. So, um, I guess, is there anything that you want to recap on the Renton House trial before we move on?
0: Not that I can think of. Other than they better find this motherfucker guilty. There's Agreed. there's really no question about it. Shooting somebody who's already um, incapacitated. Continuously shooting them. That's fucking murder. Hell, the fact that he even shot him at all when he was unarmed. Because like he said, he just didn't want to have to actually get into a fist fight. Really? You're going to shoot somebody because you can't fist fight because you're a bitch? not a, not an excuse not a reason to kill somebody that doesn't justify it this is fucking right and
1: he could have tried to run he didn't
0: right he threw down his fucking, uh fire extinguisher to raise up his gun how is that with friendly 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 if he really just wanted to put out the fire he would have left his gun sack and being towards the fire with the fire extinguisher and actually shown them that he wasn't a threat but the fact is he was he wasn't there to put fire out clearly
1: yeah um so the next thing is alex jones and i don't want to talk too much about him because it makes me feel dirty
0: i understand same
1: he's just- but i'm i'm glad that there's some accountability all the all the uh god what was the narrative about sandy hook the the false flag narrative um, that he pushed um yeah did cause harm to people that, you know, actually lived through the trauma and, um, lost found guilty will. on all four counts. I, I should, uh, I don't have memorized what the four charges were or the four counts rather. I'm pulling it up right now. Okay. Um, Judge Barbara Bellis found Jones liable for damages by default because Jones and his companies, like InfoWars, showed callous disregard for the rules of discovery. She previously faulted the InfoWars host for failing to comply with requests for documents and other procedures. The ruling sends the case to a jury to award the family's damages without a civil trial. It is uh, legal a victory for eight parents of Newton victims who sued Jones for defamation after he called the elementary school shooting massacre a hoax. Um, The plaintiffs earlier alleged... A, quote, years-long campaign of abusive and outrageous false statements in which Jones and the other defendants have developed, amplified, and perpetuated claims that the Sandy Hook massacre was staged and that the 26 families who lost loved ones that day are paid actors who faked their relatives' deaths. The defendants were ordered to produce the documents. They didn't.
0: This also speaks volumes to just how sheerly fucking stupid he is because what he describes there is not even what a false flag means. It doesn't mean nobody died at all. It just means it was planned by our own government that's some shit that I could understand people being curious about but he was trying to act as if this just didn't happen at all like no this really happened
1: (laughs) and I mean how dare him take stabs at the family right like seriously that's where your focus is no no get the fuck out of here um, so I'm right. glad that there is some accountability there. Some liability, rather. Not so much accountability, but um, right. hopefully it will encourage people like him to, you know, not take aim at
0: grieving families. Right. That's just dirty. But it doesn't surprise me because Alex Jones, the fuck do you expect from him at this point? I swear, it's the only thing anybody watches him for is how inflammatory he is. Speaking of inflammatory, what you got on Bannon? I was just,
1: just, oh my God, I know, right? (laughs) Um, um, I was just pulling that up. This is this is on Newsweek, actually, which is funny because it's almost as much computer raids as fucking CNN, but... Um, yeah. Steve Bannon vows, quote, we're taking down the Biden regime as he surrenders to the FBI. That's the headline. This is where we're at. Um, so basically what he turned himself in... Uh, for was an indictment that came from a grand jury last week for defying a subpoena from the congressional panel investigating January 6th. Um, Bannon is a former advisor to Trump. Obviously, he arrived at the FBI's field office in Washington, D.C., Monday morning. He addressed his supporters in a live stream before entering the building, posted to the social media platform Getter, G-E-T-T-R, Getter. He also posted hard. a lot. Li- I'm assuming so. I don't know. He also posted a live stream of his surrender to his website, War Room, where he posts a daily podcast. I wish I had the time to do a daily podcast. Right. I can that barely make great. two a week
0: happen. Fuck you, right. man. God damn it. <laughs> but then again, you uh, don't have. A whole bunch of funding from all kinds of racist and extreme right-wing resources.
1: Speaking of racist. their funds. Holy (laughs) shit. Listen to this shit. Quote, I don't want to take, or I don't want anybody to take their eye off the ball of what we do every day. We got the Hispanics coming to our side. The African-Americans coming on our side. We're taking down the Biden regime.
0: What? (sighs) Like this is all a shit show. It's all for show. This is the the two heads of the same monster pretending to be at war with each other that really aren't because Trump and Biden are cut from the same cloth. (laughs) There ain't much difference between them at all. Um, Stop pretending like this is a thing between Trump and Biden. That's the thing, too, is uh, Bannon likes to put shit out like that just to get an inflammatory response from people. It's part of that whole distraction away from what's actually fucking going on with here. Fight over who your favorite fucking, you know, corporate puppet is. Shut the fuck up.
1: Agreed. um and the last thing i guess because i don't have anything else to say about Bannon. i'm just aside, I, not I guess him. the biden
0: regime come on man he knows that word uh, regime is going to be inflammatory to his listeners that's all Yeah, but yeah yep. that look on your face kind of said it all like <laughs> fucking really can't you do better than that? But look at who this is. Do either of us really expect better of him than that?
1: No. No. On January 5th, he said, all hell's going to break loose tomorrow.
0: But it wasn't preplanned.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um. We only got so merch, left- but it wasn't preplanned. Yeah, not at all. Um, So the last thing is this low key general strike that we keep, you know, talking about. Um, Saving the best.
0: best.
1: Yeah, and I mean honestly, I don't have a whole lot to say about it that we haven't already said. People are sick to death of being underpaid, overworked, and treated like shit, and they're not gonna fucking do it anymore. Um, And
0: more and more industries are jumping on board with the. Fuck this
1: situation. The Great Resignation is what the, the yes. mainstream press is calling it. Uh, I mean, I think it's fairly accurate, ac- uh, actually. Compared right, it's to not bad. Labor shortage that they were calling right. prior.
0: Right, because it's not a labor shortage. It's a wage shortage. It's a respect shortage. It's a survivability shortage. And I love that everybody's being like, fuck your shit, because it's gotten too fucking far when so many people are like, fuck this, I can't survive on this, and I'm busting my ass. Why should I bother? This is exactly what we need to put those motherfuckers in their place. like, no, you can't get away anymore with... Trying to get people to come let you exploit their labor for shit wages and barely be, you know, surviving, let alone thriving. Thriving isn't even fucking, you know, within grasp anymore. Hasn't been for a long time. Unless you're one of the exploiters. Who wants to be that? Again, dirty. Right.
1: Um, and discussing... Oh, shit! Which tab is
0: it? I don't know. Hopefully, I'm right. I am right. Your screen. There you go.
1: So, Fred Hampton Leftist is doing or did I should say General Strike Summit uh, that took place on the same dates as the American Renaissance. So, I mean that's that's good. At least the left had a, a showing somewhere uh during the same time right. frame um i missed a lot of the event but i've been hearing a lot of good uh a lot of good things about it um i know that they had well i'll just give you uh a day as an example if you're you know like that's the wrong tab. Let's see if this is very right long. Yes. Okay. So, um, as you see, you know, like it's in one or two hour blocks for the whole day. Uh, they had Brianna Joy Gray. She was uh, Bernie's first campaign manager in 2020, the one that got fired for not playing nice with Biden or whatever. Right. Um, but, you know, clinics on strategies for a general strike, uh, lessons from the past, capitalism's harmful effects on development, mutual aid society. This sounds a whole lot like something that we would put on, doesn't it? Like if we have yep. the resources to do that. Yep. So I think that in the future, all of us, not just us as a podcast, but all of us need to be on board with the general strike summit. Yeah. Um, And we need to to be building mutual aid in our communities right now, because we're already in a low-key general strike. We're already in climate chaos. We're already in political instability. We're already in supply chain issues. We need to be able to take care of each other. And that's pretty much all I really have to say about a general strike. Um, Employers, you're probably not listening this far into a communist stream, but if you are, Pay your employees better, and maybe you won't get the guillotine. Treat them with a little bit of decency, and maybe you won't get the wall. Probably not, though.
0: So. Give the mistake in the company if you actually want to avoid all of the above. Just saying. Running it ethically as a horizontally organized structure... Where everyone who works there is equal owner and getting, therefore, their equal share of that profit margin produced by their labor. That's their surplus fucking labor value. And it doesn't belong to one person on top. It belongs to everybody there. So really, truly, if you don't want to see guillotines or the wall, that's your safest bet. Start running your business yeah. that stop exploiting labor
1: agreed um i don't really have any reflections or anything um but i do want to ask a question of the people in the comments uh do you like it better or do you think it would work better for you guys if we do the current event stream as its own thing and have guests on for their specific things on a different day, right? Um, I mean, it would kind of free free some things up, and they would uh, definitely help us keep more up to date if we did it on different days. But I mean, you know, if you guys are able to only make one stream a week, I would like it to be you know the main stream or or whatever. So I'm just looking to see what you guys think of it.
0: Indeed. Then that note. There's a pretty husky dog that wanted to say hi.
1: Hi (laughs) Doom.
0: And say hi? Look, over here. Over here. And and now there's a baby dog over here too. all right well uh
1: anyway i think we can probably wrap this up uh do you have anything else to say
0: uh join us on thursday for another segment of eldridge cleaver's book nice uh and wednesday be sure to check out zach's stream that's bread theory and i can't remember now for the fucking life of me which book he's in right now and he told me multiple times
1: <laughs> i know it's about anarchist communism but i don't remember the title yes. of the book either yes um, but yeah yeah uh to check out his uh material you can go to linktree dot ee slash bread underscore theory um, he does uh, weekly permaculture stream um, He does theory streams and he does viewers choice sometimes it's it's all good speaking of which um, I Know Trisha and I had discussed uh, amongst ourselves a few times whether or not uh, you know, we should want to even do something like this but the Second annual Lefties Awards are coming up, and the idea pretty much isn't necessarily to say, oh, you know, this is this is better than this, or, you know, you should only be listening to that. Uh, but the idea is to expose people to other leftist content. And there was a lot of good stuff nominated uh, this year, honestly. Um, I know that we were nominated for a couple, actually. Uh, we'll have to wait until the awards show to find out if we won any, but... I know that we were nominated for um, best Facebook page, best leftist Facebook page of 2021, and best leftist Facebook group of 2021. So thank you for anybody who nominated us or um, or voted for us.
0: Pretty cool to see Pretty on badass. there. Yeah, I was surprised. When I saw that, like, oh cool, because the group that we got that nomination for was the education one. And right. So wow, dope. Like people are are digging all the, the theory and history and you know.
1: And sometimes shit
0: posting. Yeah. There's <laughs> gotta be a fair amount of that. Because again, shit's laugh or cry situations that we're discussing here. Occasionally we need yep. to laugh.
1: Amen to that. But um, yeah, that being said, uh, we haven't done one of these calls in a while, but if you are interested in what we do and you happen to be a writer or an artist or a musician or a, really anything, if you want to come on the podcast and talk, if you want to stay behind your keyboard and write articles for the website, the point is is that we can find stuff that, that you can help with even if you only have an hour or two a week. Um, you know, like we're we're just we could do so much more if we had a little bit of help.
0: That and you know, even though you and I are communists, like this is a pan leftist association we have going on here. You know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean. Yeah. So, we we've had a we've had a few anarchists on, including Brandon recently. Um yeah. I don't know if Daryl is an anarchist or a communist, but he's one of the
0: two
1: right, <laughs> or, or somewhere in the middle. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, like we're, we're definitely trying to build coalitions. We're trying to build other left media as well. Um, if there, if there's something that you see that we're, that's going on, that's not being talked about in the media, take a video and send it to us. We will be happy to include that. I mean, that's the whole point is is finding the stuff that's kind of glossed over by the media or um, right. things that the media has shit takes on. That happens a lot. That's 80% right. of what this show is. Like, did you hear the dumb shit CNN said or did you hear the dumb shit that Fox said?
0: I mean. Uh, right. Because there's no real left perspectives being kicked out there on mainstream media. So it's like, you know that shit's inherent to these conversations even fucking happening typically we bring an ethical stance to it (laughs) you know that sadly is missing from most neoliberal thought
1: agreed and the only other thing that i wanted to say because i've been thinking about it a lot today specifically because i've been i've seen a couple posts about it today um but you know like there's only so much that we can do online you know like obviously we're here for the education we're here to we're, we're here for the discussion we're here to figure out what we need to do but at the end of the day we need to be organizing in our communities and i mean i know i can get better about it too but at the end of the day that's what we're trying to encourage all of you to do you know whether it's a john brown gun club or a fucking Young Patriots group that's under the the Rainbow Coalition umbrella or the Communist Party or the Socialist rifle Association. I mean honestly I don't care if you're in the community and trying to make a difference. That's what I'm talking about. At the end of the day nothing that we talk about on these streams would matter at all if people hadn't gone out into the world and put these thoughts into practice
0: right? And it takes both. Praxis without theory is blind and theory without praxis is empty. Not my words, yeah. loose quotation there, but I believe that was Kwame Nkrumah. I'd have to look it up again.
1: That sounds right. Um. But anyway, as usual, we will leave you with uh, a piece of music. Um, And, of course, I'm always going to give the encouragement. Go to our website if you want. You can create an account on there. You can comment on there. We can cut Facebook out of this equation as much as possible. Uh, We're also on YouTube um, for We Are Many Podcasts. uh, And we're on podcast platforms, obviously. Um most of the time the episodes are up at the same time, if not, you know, the following morning as the the stream itself. Um so you know if you're at work and you can't, you know, tune in on Facebook or YouTube, that's fine. Pull it up on a podcast platform, put your little earbud in. Or don't put an earbud in, you know, just
0: put it on your yeah. Bluetooth speaker for everybody to hear. <laughs> right yeah Um, yeah
1: that's all i got though um indeed thank you for joining us and we will see you thursday
0: good night yes indeed
2: Um, yeah